everyone. You're listening to the Health and Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Alison Mitchell, a practicing naturopath, and you can find me on naturopathnsw.com.au. Today, I'll be talking about stress and anxiety and being crazy and calm with uh, naturopath Melinda King. These podcasts will feature discussions on various health conditions, health tips, and nutrition from a naturopathic perspective. Sometimes it's just me, sometimes I'm interviewing guests. All the time, I hope to share with you information on health and well-being with the aim to empower and educate. Please remember that all information is general and not a specific recommendation that replaces consulting with a practitioner. Please talk to your healthcare practitioner before undertaking any changes to your treatment regime. So hi, Melinda. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Alison. Such a pleasure. So do you want to talk a bit about yourself and introduce yourself to those who don't know you? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a naturopath. I uh, actually studied with Alison, for those that don't know, back in uh, 2006, I think, 2007, 2008, I can't even remember. Yeah. The way I got onto naturopathy was uh, I struggled with a lot of health issues um, from a young age and also, uh, you know, in my teens, in my into my 20s, even before that. And and what I found was going from doctor to doctor and not really getting anywhere. And what did really help me was that when I was about 18, I... I went to see my first naturopath and she really helped me um, understand that I could heal myself and I could go on uh, different uh, herbal supplements and flower essences and change my diet and change my mindset. And uh, those those simple strategies were probably the catalyst that really helped me um, get well. And, and that also encouraged me to become a naturopath myself because it started to work for, for me. Um, it, didn't, it didn't heal everything um, because, you know, these things do take time, uh, but it certainly things really, really did uh, improve. And I thought there's something to be said in, in natural therapies and, and what naturopaths have to offer. So I thought, that's it. I want to go and become a naturopath. And, and so I did, did the four-year training, the, the degree program in health science, uh, and then practiced in a few different clinics in Sydney and uh, then finally did the big move to Melbourne and set up my practice, uh, which is at the Terra Madre Wellness Clinic, which is, uh, for those in Melbourne, probably do know it. It's an amazing, um, very, very, very large uh, health food store and there's a clinic upstairs. So uh, it's bustling. It's, it's incredible, the store that's there. It's got everything you can think of. So it's a really great place to work at. Um, but the clinic's upstairs and I get to work with some really great other practitioners as well, which is which is awesome. And I've been there for about five and a half, nearly six years. So I get to see a lot of beautiful clients and um, and help them on their journey as well. Uh, so that's me. And uh, and just to, to sort of uh, explain how I work is, is that um, I started when I first set up my practice in 2009. I uh, started to see a lot of uh, women with um, with uh, a lot of health issues, digestive issues, and uh, stress and uh, skin problems, menstrual issues, and I was helping them with their with the naturopathic techniques that I was taught in at university, but. To be honest, it wasn't until I did my Reiki Master Certificate in 2010 that things started to really change for my clients and myself as well. And, and I was able to, to work more deeply on a spiritual and an energetic level. And that's something I, I had never even thought I was going to go down, but that's the path I went down, which was really amazing. So that's, that's I combined the two, the energetic work and also the, the naturopathic traditional work as well. And that's where I, uh, that's how I came up with um, with how I practice now, which is um, something I'm really proud of, and it's a really nice journey because it's been able to help me with my health, uh, my health problems as well. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's beautiful. What I love so much is how everyone is, all, like, so many naturopaths have got such different styles, and yours, yeah. you've really created that specific style for you so for people who are are drawn like that that, that's just amazing (laughs) 
yeah, and you know, there's there's something to be said for all different um, ways of working, and there's no right or wrong, wrong way. It's it's whether you get results. Exactly. And, yeah. and you know what what I do um, is very different to some of the other naturopaths I work in in the clinic, and that's completely fine. And we attract different um, clients for different reasons, and it's just to to help that person as much as you can with with the skills and the magic that that you have to offer. Um, there's no right or wrong, I think, but yeah, uh, yeah but that's that's definitely um, something that that I've found really helped me with my health journey, and I've been able to transfer it onto. Uh, other people's health story and they're getting results even even more so than just practicing um, just herbal medicine on its own or just nutrition. I've been able to have more of a holistic approach which I get more results and that's all I'm after to be honest. So that's good. And I'm sure that's what your patients are after as well as the results too. <laughs> I know, I know I'm very results driven but you know it's good because uh because that's what they're that paying me to see, paying to see me for. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been getting up to lately? So I just came back from a whole month uh, in New York um, in June. So it was really beautiful because it's pretty chilly in Melbourne, and uh, having that that first summer month over there was really lovely. Getting some vitamin D. And, uh, yeah, we just um, – I went with my partner and we just um, wandered around and dined a lot and uh, just really explored the city. We didn't do any of the traditional um, uh, the tour, toury things, tourist things or anything. We just really wanted to, to experience New York as a local. Uh, and it was beautiful. We just, we honestly just wandered around and 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 got lost in the city because it's such an amazing and big city to get lost in. As for anyone that's been there, uh, so yeah, we um we went to some really great restaurants and cafes, and I was on a mission to find uh, healthy eateries, New York, nice. and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is something that, uh, you know, most people go to New York or America and they're like, right, you know, it's all about hamburgers and, and pizza and hot dogs and, and that's all fine if you want to try that every now and again, but it's not sustainable and you're going to feel pretty rubbish by the end of the trip if that's all you're going to eat. So I said, that's it. I'm going to do my research and I'm going to find some really great eateries that are healthy or or at least uh, relatively healthy, and so uh, I, I I did. I found some really great spaces where they have a lot more um, artisan type of um, approaches to eating, and really fresh. Um, there's vegan eateries, there's vegetarian spots, there's nice. farmers markets and little cafes around there, and you know that there is quite a movement happening, which is which is really great because I think. I think everyone in the world needs a, a bit of a diet overhaul <laughs> um, when it comes to, you know, all the fast food that, especially in New York, the fast food that's so commonplace. So there is there is a shift happening. It's small, but it's happening. And um, and I think it would be a lot to do with Whole Foods. Whole Foods Market is uh, this incredible um, supermarket um, that. It's like a supermarket, but it's mostly organic and it's uh, and, and natural foods there, and it's got everything that you can think of, and and so that's kind of the one of the only um, fresh food uh, markets available, and there's a lot of different spots around the New York um, in the Manhattan area, uh, and and that's becoming commonplace as well. So people are cottoning onto the fact that eating healthy makes you feel well, it makes you have more energy, it makes you think clearer makes you more productive and and when they do that then then they feel the results and they go okay this I've really got to keep going with this diet thing so that's that's what I why I went there saying I really want to find where these really beautiful and healthy places are and so I did so I found I found probably about 20 wow yeah yeah I've written about that in a couple of blog posts so yes the first one, which is Brooklyn, and uh, I've got one coming up today, which is uh, the Manhattan version. So, oh, nice. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> so what was your absolute favourite, like, in terms of meal and also restaurant? 
in terms of meal and restaurant. Okay, so I would have to say over in Brooklyn, uh, there's this there's this hospitality group that they've got a, a, a handful of different restaurants and cafes. But the one that I love the most is called Reynard, and that is it's underneath the the Wythe Hotel, so it's on the water, on the um, it's just near the uh, Brooklyn, sorry, the Williamsburg Bridge, and it overlooks the whole Manhattan skyline. It's absolutely gorgeous. You have to go there to the rooftop bar that they have upstairs. But the uh, the restaurant downstairs is called Reynard, and they um, it's really beautifully decorated. The decor's really nice um, tiles and um, and uh, and vintage lampshades. Love it. Uh, but the meals themselves, the the uh, mackerel is fantastic. So the the mackerel with uh, lots of greens, and then they've got a tomato heirloom salad as well. Oh, yeah. So you can. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's so, it was so yummy, and I went there about four times because it was so good. So, you know, there there are places uh, that you can go. I mean, yeah, yes, you do have to spend a little bit more money than, than your $5 pizza, but um, it's so worth it, and, you know, it, it, you end up feeling better as a result and enjoy your holiday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, like, for me um, and Tim as well, when we go on holidays, food is such a big focus of it, um, and so – going to these beautiful restaurants and things like that is so good and it's great to for, that you've compiled these resources for people to who are going to go and want somewhere healthy to go That's yeah so if i ever <laughs> go i'll be read, i'll be uh, printing out your blogs <laughs> hopefully well yeah when i was doing my research I, I was looking for you know really great restaurants to go to and and i'm thinking oh if only someone had you know, a, a healthy version, a health, you know, a, a bit of a blog. And I thought, well, I'll just make one. I'll just yeah. do it myself. <laughs> yeah, so I did the work. <laughs> You've got to fill that gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and apart from food, what else did you get up to when you were in New York? Uh, so I did a, a small conference. So I went to the Gabby Bernstein uh, Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Wow. And uh, so for those that don't know, uh, Spirit uh, uh, Gabby Bernstein is a spiritual teacher. She's also a Kundalini yoga teacher um, and med- meditation teacher as well. But her her main message is to really teach people um, how to, I guess, leverage their business if they're in the spiritual or health industry to really, uh, if you feel the call, if you feel compelled to help others, that is to start now. And to, to actually get out there and, um, and and spread your message, spread your love, spread your health uh, teachings wherever you can, because people need need our help. And um, I'm to- also talking to those who are listening. If you if you do feel that urge to to help others in a in a big way, especially when it comes to health and spirituality, just start just start because the world needs uh, needs help. It needs care. It needs love. Um, you know, as she says, there's more miserable people in the world than happy. So, you know, people that, that we have this, this knowledge, that we can go out there and, and encourage one another to, to step up in our lives and our businesses. So that's, that's what the, uh, the, it was about two and a half days and that's what the course was about. So, um, it was really great. She, and she's such an amazing teacher. She keeps it real. You know, she wears a leather jacket. She's got a potty mouth like nothing before. She's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't care. She's just real. She's not, she's, she embraces her imperfections. Um, she's honest. And, and that's what I really love about her. She's not trying to, to, to be some, some perfect guru on stage. She's just saying, this is how it is. And we need to help everyone where we can. So that's I'm really glad I went to that because it really solidified what I do as as a practitioner and and just made me confident. I'm like, okay, great, like I'm actually on the right path and this feels really good. And where where can I improve in my business and, and my own practice as well? So it was more of more of a motivating thing for me, the the conference itself. So it was great. And she's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That would have been such a wonderful experience seeing her talk because she's, yeah, she's pretty epic. <laughs> oh, she's full on. She's, yeah. And she's, she just, um, 
she's just gets in her mode and she just talks. I mean, she was a publicist for many years and so she's got that confidence and she's so self-assured, you know, within herself. Um, and she just puts it out there uh, and, and it's just great. This is so, so great to see the passion in what she does. So I was really fortunate that I um, got to go to that. And I just happened to be in New York at that very time that it was on. So it was yeah. perfect timing. Oh, great. So you yeah. didn't actually go there for that. You you went there for the holiday and that just happened to be there. Exactly. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, a little bit of that the old divine timing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was, I, I booked my holiday and my flights and, and the week I just happened to be in Manhattan was at the exact time that that, that conference was on so yeah. it was perfect yeah, awesome. mm. yeah now I know that um the holiday that you had before then wasn't actually a real holiday it was a work holiday and that was spent developing your new exciting program uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> you've been following me <laughs> yeah. I think that's an amazing idea and I'm definitely on on board for that oh it was so great. I actually, I won't, I won't uh, take it as my own. But Sarah Wilson, she, the I Quit Sugar guru, yep. she, um, mm. she actually coined the term, so as far as I know, the Think Week. And she, she, um, I guess, motivated me. And I thought, yeah, I'm gonna really gonna go and do that. I'm gonna just go away for a week, have a think about what my next step is, what I want to do with. You know, I wanted to develop a program of some sort, but I wasn't really sure what. And I just thought I need the space and and I needed to be alone in order to do that and not be distracted. And I needed to be in a beautiful environment. So I chose Bali. Nice. So that was great. And you went by you you went by yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, just yeah. went there for the week. And I honestly uh I the first few days I'm like, I'm just relaxing. I'm not even gonna look at the laptop or anything I'm just gonna just see what happens I needed to get into that relaxed state first so I could start getting creative and get the ideas flowing and it happened it really really did happen within the maybe third or fourth day I started getting some ideas started doing some writing and and that's when uh, the ideas started flowing for my new project my, my new program that I just launched which so, is which is called Crazy to Come. Yeah. So, yeah, I just launched that in June. And it's it's awesome. I'm really, really proud of it. It took a good six months to write. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very, very blessed that my partner's a designer and a photographer. So, <laughs> so I've got that part out of the way and we sort of work with that together. And, um yeah, we, we had some very, very late nights, I must say, in, in getting that all done and sorted, but I'm just so proud to launch it because mm. the the content itself really is what I do in my clinic and it's um, it's a 10-week program uh, and it's each week uh, you have a step that's revealed and each step um, is to uh, focus on stress reduction. So it's a stress reduction program itself. So I talk a lot about um, mindfulness and meditation and nutrition. Um, I talk about um, the art of surrender and self-love, all of these things that are contributing to our stresses and anxieties day to day. And this is actually what's causing a lot of the health problems that people are facing. So all of these steps, I, these are the, the advice I give in my in my clinic and I thought what if I compile all of those ideas and the successful techniques into a program and people can go at their own pace and they can um, get it all in one basically so I did so that's so that's the program which um, is really awesome so yeah <laughs> beautiful um, yeah 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 it's good um, can I, I I might just run through each step if, um, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'll just briefly um, bring that up. Okay, so uh, so there's 10 steps, 10 weeks, and the first week is um, called Unwind, and this is all about reducing your stimulants and resetting your mindset. So the, um, 
The classics that keep us stimulated are sugar and caffeine. So it's really about unwinding that nervous system so that we can um, actually start to uh, drop into our um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxed state. Because the opposite is that, that horrible, fearful, fight-or-flight response that, that we all hate, mm-hmm. um, and that's the one that keeps us worked up. So it's about um, reducing those stimulants that are keeping us stressed. And then the um, second week is called Nourish, and that's all about getting the right nutrients for your body, for your nervous system and your adrenal glands, but also to plan, prepare your meals. So a lot of busy people, they just don't allocate uh, time to cook dinner or even go out and do a big shop or anything. So it's just getting that planned and prepared. Uh, So that's week two. And then week three is called Breathe. And this is all about meditation. And so I've got a a free meditation that I've recorded as well. Uh, And it's for beginners. So I've got lots of tips on how to start a meditation regime, to start, you know, just with very small amounts um, and go from there. Week four is called Accept. And this is all about um, accepting yourself in the moment and accepting where you're at, bringing in mindfulness techniques so that this helps reduce your anxiety and stress in your life so that's a really big one as well but we go a lot deeper into what mindfulness means in that one and week five is called surrender and this is all about um, acknowledging uh, situations in your life that you actually need to let go of where you're trying to control the situation too much and that's just causing too much anxiety and there's a lot of situations in our life where we can't um, we can't control them, and and uh, you know our control freak within ourselves tries to actually hold on to that too much, and and we get anxious as a result. To be able to have that um, knowledge to surrender into it and let that go is such a powerful thing. I think that could be the most important part of the program. Um, but I talk about a lot about that in, in week five. And then week six is uh, called flow. So it's slowing down everything. It's slowing down your pace, slowing down your eating. You know, we all, we all do things too quickly. And so uh, I give uh, tips on how to actually do that and, uh, and help um, drop into more of a slow, calm state rather than the crazy rushed state that we get ourselves in. Uh, and week seven is called Refresh, and and that's all about decluttering, move the energy out of your body, shifting the energy, uh, move your body and uh, get some music happening, actually help move some of that energy around the body that's lying stagnant, get rid of that. And uh, week eight is Connect. So this is about connecting back to yourself and also connecting to others and making sure that you, you've found your tribe and you've got people, you've got support there. Um, and also allowing yourself to feel vulnerable in that in that um, situation as well. And week nine is called love, and it's all about self love and forgiveness. So uh, a lot of the times, which is a biggie, it's a really really big one. Um, but a lot of the times we we just walk around holding on to all of these grudges, and we don't even realize it. And uh, that those grudges just act as uh, kind of like toxins in the body, so to speak. It's, you know, they just hang around. We, we're constantly thinking of them. It's all this background noise. To be able to forgive and let go of that frees up so much energy in the body um, that might be causing some of your health problems. So that's a really, really big one. And uh, week 10, so my favourite, which is create, which is about accessing your creativity. And, of course, when you're in that creative flow, stress can't exist. So um, that's the ultimate aim for the end of the program is to get into our natural flow. Uh, so they're the, uh, the 10 steps. So it's pretty comprehensive and there's a lot of information, um, but, but, you know, people can go at their own pace as well. So that's what I wanted to create. That's I think my that sounds beautiful. Thank I really, you. Yeah. There's a, a few steps in there that I think like really resonate with me, like in terms of knowing like how I would need to do that, like the letting go of grudges. Like that's been a thing that I've really worked on recently, and and also the create is so good, and I I like that 
um, you've got all these coloring books and mindfulness coloring books coming out now and they're so great but then it's also you're also talking about it in a bit of a different way to that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's good. And I know when I'm helping people deal with stress, it's so tempting for people just to try and do everything all at once. Oh and so God. then <laughs> and it, it's so overwhelming for them. But having it really structured like that in an actual program um, means that it's so much more doable and maintain. You can maintain yeah. it. Absolutely. And as you, you would know as a, as a naturopath as well, that that when you have a, a client with you or you know a patient with you and they've got a lot of stress going on, you can't bombard ten steps at them. It's just completely mm-hmm. unachievable in in a small amount of time. And so you, you you give them a few things to do at at a time that's achievable, and then they feel good that they they can actually do that. And so that's exactly what I wanted to create. Uh, where where it's called drip fed, so so each step is drip fed. You can only access it week to week. They can't access any of the content until that week until that that week is yeah. ready um, to avoid that. <laughs> because there are a lot of people that would be like, I'm just going to do it all now. It's going to be yeah. great. Oh my god, that that would make me more crazy and overwhelmed if I did. Just... <laughs> and then not do it at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. No, and that's that's really good. And I think that if you do each step properly, then you do need to de- um, dedicate that amount of time to it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you if you sort of look at doing it all together, then you're not really going to get a a good quality sort of approach to it. Yeah. And these yeah, and you're right. And and these things take time. I mean, ten weeks is also very very short mm. as well. I mean, we're talking about years um, that if you that it takes to master all of these techniques and it's just more of a taster um, and an experience. You get to experience it for the week and you can continue it obviously but to give you a taste that these steps are what to continue on for the rest of your life mm-hmm. um, in order to help reduce your stress and your anxiety. So, you know, that's the, also the beauty of it is that you've got these tools and techniques forever um, which is something I wanted to um, help people take home, have, have something to take home. Yeah, so there's not a time limit on the resources that you do get once you've actually accessed that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is good. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> oh, gosh, I just think stress is just so – stress is such a huge impact on our health. Um, like it can just be related to so many different health conditions and things like that. And I, I don't think people realise how much of an impact stress can actually have on our health. I know. I know. Like I think um, I know. I find that digestive complaints are a really common issue that are actually more so due to stress that people don't understand that. And like you were saying before about that um, sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system balance, that's that's really important. So. Um, for, for anyone who's not really familiar with that, so our nervous system has two main mechanisms that it switches between. So there's the, the sympathetic nervous system, the fight and the flight response, um, which is triggered when we're dealing with stressful events. And so this is this has evolved over time for dealing with pretty big stresses. Um, so like usually people say it's like when we're running away from a tiger or something like that. Um, so our blood supply all gets directed to our muscles and our heart, basically everything that we need to actually literally fight or run away. And then um, what happens is that the blood supply is sacrificed from those other less central organs like our digestive system or our reproductive organs. And so then um, if we're constantly in this state of stress, then these um, areas of our health are going to be jeopardized and so once ideally once that stress is dealt with then we switch back to this the rest and digest phase the parasympathetic um, nervous system and then um, we can digest our food more and we can have healthy hormones and healthy reproductive cycles and good fertility and things like that but the thing is is that we can't be in one or the other and um, these times our body is uh, our body doesn't know how to differentiate sources of stress. So whereas uh, we might be stuck in traffic or have a, like a, a deadline with work or something along those lines, our body will react in that same way as if we were faced with a tiger. And so then all those other systems get sacrificed. And that's why we get so many health conditions along those lines. And unfortunately, nowadays, our stress 
uh, our stress issues are ongoing and we don't get that switch off happening and our ability to cope with the stress is so jeopardized as well so this is where that these sorts of that your, your program is so so important for people to actually learn how to cope with stress and to be able to switch into that parasympathetic nervous system because otherwise then you, you do get all these sorts of issues like with the digestive system like reflux and constipation and bloating and nausea and um, you might get period abnormalities or you might get fertility issues or it can even it can even contribute to skin problems as well so lots of things that people don't really don't really realize is due to the stress yeah absolutely you nailed it <laughs> You know that, and and that's exactly the reason why I started delving more into stress is because every client was turning up with all the things you mentioned, you know, digestive um, issues and hormonal issues and skin problems and uh, all sorts of different like like a cold and flu all the time. And we delve a lot deeper into a talk a, a little bit about their what's happening in their world and in their life, um, and they're suffering from all these uh, all these stresses they didn't even know they that it was stress. You know, it, it becomes so normal to them, and so I get them onto um, a stress reduction um, program in some way or even techniques then their other health issues improve. And so I'm like, okay, we've, this is like 99% of people, stress is that stress is affecting. We have to address the stress. We can't just um, have that Band-Aid effect and just sort of, you know, here, take vitamin C and this and that like, and just, you know, hope that your, your cold improves. You've actually got to get to the, the bottom, the, the root cause of what's going on, which is the, you've got these emotions, they've got these drivers happening. Yeah, why so, is your immune system suppressed in the first place? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's that's why I found it. It was so such a, a pivotal thing. I'm like, oh my god, if we just helped people uh, reduce their stress, their the body will kickstart into their natural healing, um, natural self healing mechanism anyway, and then the body rebalances itself on its own. Obviously, it needs a little bit of a helping hand with different nutrients and diet and herbal medicine. Yeah, yeah but but if you support that and you actually um, help reduce the stress, it's, it, things happen really, really quickly. Mm. Yeah, I say people, you can, you can eat the best diet in the world and you can take all the stress-managing supplements, but if your lifestyle is dragging you in the opposite direction, then like, you're not going to have a chance. Exactly. Well, you're going to have a chance, but you're not going to heal yeah. the way that you should do. Yeah, that the way that you desire, you want to feel vibrant and alive and energetic and and you just can't do that when you're just bombarded by a heap of stress and your emotions are all over the place. So, yep, that's that's where Crazy to Calm came from. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because your, your actual ability to heal from not only illnesses but also injuries is so affected when you're stressed as well. Ah, oh, big time. Big time because, I mean, like you were saying with the, the blood supply, the blood supply wants to go to just to the periphery just so it can run run from a tiger. It's yeah. not even focusing on thriving. It's focusing on just survival. So so we, we move that body out of survival mode and into thriving and the body heals on, on amazing levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, so... What do you do when you're so stressed, busy, and you're, and you're so time poor that you don't have time to meditate? This is this is something that people say to me. I don't have time to meditate. Yep. <laughs> what, yep. What's your response to this? And it's more about a uh, a reevaluation of of what they're doing with their time um, because obviously what they're doing with their time isn't serving them but and I am very very sensitive to the fact that there are really really busy mums out there and you know they work full time and they're dropping the kids off and they're you know they're, they're living very very busy lives and not, not even people with kids just people that are working 12 14 hour days you know <laughs> ridiculous um, work hours and and I understand that they are very very time poor and I just say start with two minutes and and practice a very very small breathing technique 
The one that I recommend is just called the 4262 breath, and it's really easy. You can do it over 30 to 60 seconds, and it's just about stopping what you're doing and taking that those deep breaths in, but you do the inhale over four counts. The You hold for two counts at the top, then you exhale for six counts and you hold for two at the bottom. So it's four, two, six, two. And you can do, you can repeat that about four times and that can be enough to pull you out of that fight or flight response as well. So just practicing that. Everyone can afford two minutes because, you know, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom. So, <laughs> so you can do it there. They can do it in the bathroom for all that. You do it in the shower or something. So it's just about starting very, very small. Yeah. Do it while you're stuck in traffic. That's yeah, when exactly. you need it the most. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you don't close your eyes when you're driving. <laughs> maybe, maybe while you're at the traffic lights. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, so, so just starting somewhere. Perfect, yeah. It's just a li- even a little bit helps yeah. and then everything will flow. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any recommendations for dealing with um, negative or draining people? Negative or draining people. All right, this is this is a good one because um, there are certain personalities out there that um, might um, trigger you. And to be honest, I'm going to say the answer that no one wants to hear, and it's actually forgive them and, <laughs> and let it go because this is where we actually hold on to these really small grudges and we keep thinking about them, thinking about them, and this just sets up a stress-fear cycle again and it's just this background noise. So when you find yourself actually going, oh, my God, I can't believe that that person said that or I can't believe that they're acting in this way, you have to let it go because people aren't perfect. People are going to do stupid things and (laughs) we have to actually not hold on to their behaviour, we have to learn to let it go. So it's forgiveness. Forgiveness is, is it's uncomfortable, uh, but it's also really, really powerful. So that's that's my answer to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? But, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I guess even when you're, you're really, really good at, stress management techniques and things like that you're always going to have a bad day mm-hmm. um so for people who have had a bad day and they've been working really hard at dealing with stress and and getting together these stress techniques and things like that um what do you do if you have a really bad day and then you feel like oh it's all gone like how do you get out of that that ditch and get yourself back on track if you have time Meditation is a really, really amazing tool to pull you out of that um, that fearful response if you had a bad day. Whenever you're feeling negative, meditation that is the perfect time to meditate. When you're feeling really, really good, that's also a really good time to meditate because meditation, uh, there's a whole heap of things that's happening on brainwave level and when we're really, really stressed, our our brainwave frequencies are actually operating on a high beta level. It's where everything feels like an emergency. And so when we're meditating, that drops down into the alpha, which is very slower brainwaves, where we're actually um, able to feel more relaxed. We're not in that, that panicked state. So meditation over time helps us be able to drop ourselves back into that alpha state more. So when we're having that shitty day, <laughs> sorry, I was swearing, but when we're having that, <laughs> that really bad day, uh, actually just doing that five-minute meditation and doing the breathing work can be enough to pull you out of that that um, that uncomfortable emotion that you might be happening that might be happening for you. Um, the other one is to surrender to the situation. So I spoke a little bit about surrender before, which we talk about in the program, where if you are having a bad day, life's not, not going according to plan or, um, you know, someone didn't behave the way you wanted them to behave or lots of different scenarios. There is that control freak inside of you that actually wants to uh, hold on to that. It wants it wants to feel victimized. It wants to feel 
how dare people treat me this way? I can't believe my life's not turning out this way. I can't believe, um, you know, I didn't get the results I was after. You're holding on to something that um, may never be, and that creates a lot of stress. So it's actually taking those steps to say, I now allow myself to let go of control and be really, really open to the unknown. And, you know, that's easier said than done, but the practice of it, and it's and it's an art in itself, but the practice of surrender allows you to drop into your flow a lot more where you can be more resilient to when, when life throws curveballs at you and you just go, okay, I can deal with this. I'm not going to allow this situation to overpower me and create a fearful response. I'm better than that and I'm bigger than that. So surrender. Surrender is a really big one as well. That would be really hard for a lot of people to do so it's good that you have a whole week dedicated to learning that <laughs> yeah and and look that's something I still I mean I've been practicing this for years and this is something I'm still trying to get my head around and master and I have curveballs thrown at me all the time but it's it's going right what tools do I have what am I trying to hold on to I'm trying to control the situation which is not doing anything I can't control the situation I need to let go of it so that a solution actually starts turns mm. up for me um, and it takes time, you know. This is it's a practice, just like just like meditation and mindfulness. Is, it takes it takes months and years. Sometimes. Yeah, it does definitely take practice. Meditation because um, a lot of people go, well, I can't do, I can't meditate because my mind is too busy. My, my mind races, and it's like you'll yeah. get better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You will, you will. It's just um, being disciplined and dedicated. And just going, yeah, I'm just going to start with the two or five minutes and just do that every day and just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> sit there and then allow my thoughts to do whatever they need to do you know and then over time they'll it'll it'll quieten it'll quieten a little bit more and some days I mean I have these some days I'll my mind won't switch off and I'm just like okay it's just one of those days and you surrender to that you let go of having to control your thoughts or something like that you just let it go mm. yeah nice mm -hmm. um, do you have any favorite affirmations or quotes to help you get through a hard day or just generally Yep. So uh, perfectionism is something that um, that I think we all struggle with. I know I do. And when I find myself in situations where um, I feel like I have to put on a performance or I have to put on a mask or I have to be a certain way, I have to constantly remind myself, embrace my imperfections, and I just say over and over, I am good enough. I am good enough as I am. That's it, and and that helps me go. Yeah, you know what? No matter no matter what I'm doing in my life, no matter what uh, what I look like, no matter what I say, I'm good enough. It doesn't matter if I stuff up. It doesn't matter. So that's a really really big one for me, and I also share that with a lot of my clients as well because they stress. You know, their their perfectionism is causing their stress. And go, you are good enough. You're good enough where you are. <laughs> Um, the other one is uh, I am exactly where I need to be. So, yeah, I think a lot of the time, um, you know, life's, life's here, life's happening in this moment, but we want to get over there. And so our, all of our thoughts uh, project over into the future and we, don't, we actually miss out on what's going on in this moment and we forget to enjoy the journey while striving for the goal, you know, the classic saying. So it's to remind yourself you are exactly where you need to be. You don't have to be anywhere else. You don't need to be over there because I tell you what, when you get over there, you're going to set another bar and you're going to think that you need to go even further. So uh, letting go of all of that and actually staying I am exactly where I need to be and I am good enough. <laughs> They're the two. I totally agree with that in that um, when you set your happiness based around goals, then you're never going to be completely satisfied because the, the goalpost is you're always going to be moving it. Exactly. Whereas if you um, – I, I love gratitude – practice and so yeah. focusing on your happiness around the small things like the sunshine on your back or wearing a comfy cardigan or something something like small like that then you can be happy with the small things and it's just um so much more achievable and everyone can do it <laughs> yeah yeah because there is always something to be grateful for mm. always no matter no matter what's going on in your life and and how uncomfortable some things 
can be and that you know we can really have some very very uncomfortable things happen but there is always something to be grateful for and it could be like the sunshine you know something as simple as hot running water you know and having yeah. a hot shower and how and how comfortable that makes you feel you know those little things are really important yeah i i recently got my shower fixed and it was just like releasing these blobs of water and and then <laughs> On the day that you finally get it back and it's like um, like this amazing shower, it's like, oh, this is so <laughs> And you really <laughs> appreciate it when you – This is gratitude. <laughs> when you don't have it and then you have it, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I know. I, well, for um, – for just on our shower, just talking about my shower, um, it was like a really, really gradual breakdown. Mm. So I didn't even notice that it was gonna, <laughs> that it was getting bad until it was just like this is terrible, and it was right like when it was really, really cold. So that was oh, even no. better. Oh no, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good gratitude moment for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. What about mantras? Do you have any favorite like mantras, or is it just is this what you said? Like yeah, yeah. I'm literally just using the affirmations. Mantras I don't use so much, but um, but affirmations certainly through the day to remind, to bring myself back and give myself perspective about what's really going on in the world. And 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 it's our thoughts. Our thoughts create the uh, our thoughts create the stress perpetual stress cycle and we we have the power to pull ourselves back but it's just having all of these tools to to do so having a remembering oh okay practice mindfulness bring myself into the present moment breathe say your affirmations get yourself centered and and it, it's powerful it works and that's why i teach it because it works for me it works for my clients and i and i'll hopefully get to teach a lot more people so um Affirmations, mantras, you know, whatever works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think food's a pretty good thing in terms of dealing with stress as well. Do you have any particular recipes that you're particularly fond of as a, as a stress-busting recipe? Oh, stress-busting recipe. Uh, probably not. Your, uh, oh, your noise there. Yeah, uh, I had a plane going over. Oh, Okay. Uh, it's not, I don't really have a, a particular stress-busting recipe, but I'm a really, really big fan on a protein-rich breakfast. It sets me up for the whole day and it also really, really helps stabilise my blood sugar levels, um, which for me can go a little bit ups and downs. So uh, I'm really big on making sure I have um, protein and veggies and I don't really go for too sweet, um, sugary um, or fruit breakfast that's just doesn't work for me might work for you but um or other people it's uh for me i i need i need a a bit of i need eggs and i need um nuts and seeds and a little bit of yogurt or um some smoked salmon in my eggs and and some broccoli and or asparagus and things like that to actually help fill me up and um it gives me so much energy and i find when i have something uh something small or sugary or more fruit-based, I find that um, I get hungry very um, early. It doesn't really satisfy me. And I also um, have a bit of an energy crash. So I just know that protein, protein and veggies together, um, especially in the morning and um, for your, dinner, your lunch and dinner for each meal, um, really sets me up for, for, for um, a good mood as well. So that when stress decides to bombard me, that I can cope a little bit better. Because our, our moods are very proportional to our blood sugar level control as well. Yeah. So right. if, if your blood sugar level is up and down all over the time, then your moods are going to be. And if you have this nice slow-release meal with protein and veggies, then yeah. you, you're going to be feeling pretty stable, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I recommend for those who are – having uh, those ups and downs, especially mid-morning, and they're not having a really good quality breakfast. Um, it could be just, it could just be this, that. You just need to have um, protein and veggies um, yeah. to stabilise your mood and your blood sugars for that morning until you have lunch. It could be really, really simple. So I talk a little bit about that in week two as well because it's so important. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, nice. <laughs> 
as you know. Uh, yeah. I I think that like if you if you are getting a lot of blood sugar level imbalances as well, it can really set you up for other issues further on down the track, like leading into adrenal fatigue and other hormonal imbalances and thyroid problems. And um, so if you sort your blood sugar levels out first, then it does solve a lot of other issues. Yep, yep, and it's, it's a really simple thing to do, just just eat good quality food. I'm a really um, big advocate for um, just eat real food. Uh, Love know, it, yep. Yeah, you know, just, you know, hashtag, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Because we just got to go back to basics and our bodies respond really well to just real food, natural food, as natural as possible. Our bodies are designed to have that and when we supply our body bodies with it and all the nutrients, it just thrives. It, it knows what to do with it. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, our, our energy levels are stable, um, our, our healing mechanisms are, are working, and then we don't fall into the trap of um, developing further illnesses as a result. Mm-hmm. So big fan, real food all the way. <laughs> I think with keeping your blood sugar levels stable as well, it's quite important in terms of dealing with emotional eating and like willpower in terms of eating as well, because your your brain requires your glucose as your main source of fuel. And if you're um, having something that sends your blood sugar levels haywire, your brain's going to essentially be starving. And so it will then it will eventually be able to break down your muscles to glucose to get the the food but that takes a long time so we'll be sending out these messages saying give me sugar (laughs) yeah donuts and a sweet coffee you know 11 11 a.m yeah yeah so if if you notice by your your next meal time that you're starting to feel like that then you probably do need to work on your previous meal yeah yeah and it can be that simple you know but it's obviously having that knowledge there in the first place that helps um but that's why you know naturopaths and nutritionists are are here so to actually say look just just eat eat in this manner and and stabilize your blood sugar levels stabilize your mood you'll feel so much better when you actually have a busy day and you have lots of things going on and deadlines you actually cope a lot better Mm. and in your body starts healing in a way that it hadn't it didn't have the opportunity before because it was just constantly trying to survive really I think so much that you just we just need to get back to the basics and um, at the moment we're in this information age where so many people can read about all these convoluted treatment techniques and protocols for their conditions whereas um, it's you they're forgetting the basics and that's eat real food like eat regularly and sleep and deal with your stress yes so much resolves after you deal with those basics yeah, absolutely, because our bodies are so intelligent. They know exactly what to do at certain times, but we need to provide the space for it to do so. Like you said, sleep is huge. Mm. So much, so many of us are sleep deprived, and but so much healing happens when we're asleep. Uh, as you know, you know, <laughs> when you got a cold or you got tummy issues or you're just really stressed, have a really good week of solid sleep. You know, each night. And that can be enough to help shift something. It's, it's it's so simple, going back to basics, you know. But you're right, like the information age confuses all of us because we don't know where to turn. We don't know who do we listen to, what, you know, what uh, research is out there now and they're saying this and that and that and, oh, we should eat this. Oh, no, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like just, just go back. So hard. And- <laughs> And I think it's as well as that everyone is an individual and everyone responds to things differently. And when when we look at studies, they say, all right, well, this worked in a certain percent of the population. And so then that um, gets then this abstract formed and people take that and they write articles about it and they say, this treatment is amazing in this condition. And so everyone goes and tries it. But it's like, well, you may be that portion that it didn't respond well to or you may actually benefit from it but um so i'm like having said that what we just said about the basics definitely i think that there is room for complicated treatments and things like that but yeah deal with the basics first <laughs> yeah see if the basics work for you and if they don't go to plan b and 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 uh narrow it down to something that is appropriate for you uh, you know, because there are certain diet regimes that some people need to stick to for whatever reason. And 
but they can still have that back to basics diet within that framework and that really works for them. Mm. So individualizing it, absolutely, but start with the basics, as you said. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm a big fan of a bit of, of, of a bit of a structured program in that, all right, well, first, similar to your program in that we're going to focus on sleep and then we're going to yeah. focus on meditation and yeah. then we're going to focus on learning breathing exercises and eventually things just get better and better and better and by the end you don't need that individualized amino acid blend or that (laughs) that's right exactly (laughs) yeah like like those supplements and and uh you know that a lot of the individual nutrients and things that we dispense are there to um act as a catalyst but they're not there to be there forever in, in my books anyway and they're, they're there to just sort of guide the body into a state of healing while you're having the lifestyle changes. And then the body yep. naturally goes into its natural healing um, mechanisms. And, uh, and then you can take those supplements away because the body knows what to do with, with, with the diet, essentially. So that's exactly how I work as well. It's so important. And, I, and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, we're getting results because of that. Because we're going back to basics with people and sort of guiding them in that way, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do love my herbs, and yeah. uh, we're getting close to the end now. So I, I always like to finish this with a, um, what's your f- favorite herb? And so as we're talking okay. about your crazy to calm, what's your favorite calming herb? Oh, all right. So uh, there's so many. I don't know how to decide. <laughs> um, my favorite calming herb would have to be Sisyphus. I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I think it's so good. I think for those that are uh, really, really struggling with anxiety, uh, it can be such a, a, a beautiful, gentle sedative throughout the day, not to make you go to sleep, but to actually just calm down that nervous system. And I find it's a little bit stronger than something like passion flower. I find that it works um, a little bit better for those really, really um, wound up anxious types when you're feeling really, really overwhelmed and stressed um, because of uh, whatever reason. And Zisibus can help just, just sort of bring that, take that edge off in a way. So that would have to be my top. That's the one I probably use the most in clinic. <laughs> I use a lot of Sisyphus as well. I have the big mega tub of Sisyphus. Oh, okay. yeah. um, and I love it in menopause. Yeah, yeah, that's really good as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, well, Sisyphus was going to be my favourite, but um, I would probably say my second favourite would be Carver Carver. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah, and I love that there's so much research behind it at the moment. We have some fantastic people in the field doing research on Carver, yeah. and it wasn't available to us recently because um, there were some concerns about liver dis- liver damage. But what we actually found that those um, issues with the liver damage were based on studies where they had mm-hmm. taken the peeling of the root, which is not traditionally used, and they'd used it in an alcohol extract, which is not traditionally used. Whereas when we take the herb in a traditional way, which is in a water extract of the peeled root, we have no liver damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's still something that we keep in our minds and we monitor liver function tests, but the studies have shown that it's really good, and I love that it's also really good as um, it, it doesn't um, make you groggy when you're operating machinery and it doesn't interact with most medications and things like that, and so you can take it um, just as a pill or, or you can use the water extract in your formula, and yeah. it's great for sleep and it's great for just chilling you out and making you feel zen (laughs) we all need a bit of that (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah um and then probably passion flower would be my second after that they're the top three i'd say yeah i use them a lot as well (laughs) yeah we we, you know there's so many people in this need that just that very gentle sedating, not not the uh, sedative in a pharmaceutical sense where it knocks you out, but just calm. It's more on a calming level, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. more that um, getting you into that zen space. Yeah. And and what I love about these class of herbs, the nerve vines as well, is that they are regenerative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So how can people get in contact with you? <laughs> okay. Uh, Probably 
my website would be uh, the best way and I have contact forms and I've got my email there as well. Uh, but you're welcome to send me an email, but visit the website, which is melindaking.com.au. That also has links to my Crazy to Calm program, and I've also got my blog uh, up there as well, which has um, articles and videos and, and recipes as well. So melindaking.com.au. Beautiful. And if people obviously want to get in contact with me, it's naturopathnsw.com.au or through Facebook, it's Alison Mitchell Naturopath and Instagram is alisonm underscore naturopath. And if people have enjoyed what they're hearing today, please subscribe on iTunes and also, of course, leave us a review. That would be lovely. Um, and next time we'll be probably talking about children's health. So um, that'll be exciting. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much for joining us Melinda and, thanks um, so much for having me it's been it's, really great chatting yeah it's so great hearing about your program and it's, it looks amazing like the, it's just the aesthetics of it is just so wonderful and I, I'm, I think it's something that everyone would really benefit from <laughs> thanks so much so have a great day and see you later bye <laughs>